0: Welcome back to the New Era Leafs podcast on episode four um, with you, as always, is Joey Kanji and Gordon Monroe. How's it going, Gordon? How's your weekend been?
1: Ah, it's been pretty good. Uh, the Leafs just kicked off a five game win streak, so I'm pre- feeling pretty happy. What about you? <laughs> Yeah, not bad. Not bad. You
0: know, the Leafs are doing well. The Blue Jays won won, uh, four of their last five, which is going good. I know this isn't a baseball podcast, but I love baseball, too. And uh, I'm going for my first COVID shot tomorrow.
1: And congratulations. I I actually I actually uh, I signed up for one, but I just I never got back or, or I never heard back or anything, so. I'm still waiting on mine, but I'm glad that they're starting to get rolled out there. Yeah, well, I uh,
0: um, nah, never mind. I'm not going to admit what I was just going to admit on there. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, let's just say I'm eligible technically, but yeah, technically.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, eh.
0: I don't know how, how the rollout is. Like, I know you obviously see on Twitter and stuff. You're on Leafs Twitter, so you see everyone complaining about about the vaccine rollout here in Ontario. What's it like in, in Alberta? Is it like just as bad?
1: Uh yeah, I think so at least. Um I don't have a whole whole lot of friends my age. Um but uh, like no one I know has gotten a COVID shot yet. Like there's a couple people uh that come into work and stuff like that and they talk about it, but they're like 50s, 60s, 70s, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um or 50s, 60s mostly. Um so they've gotten some, but no one really in my age group, at least that I know of, has gotten one yet. And I'm even, like, very much meet the requirements. So, it's really weird. But, yeah, no, it seems to be uh, probably as bad, if not worse, <laughs> than out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God.
0: Hopefully soon. Yeah, I just I want... So. I was hoping for a normal summer, but it doesn't look like that way. I've, it's currently May and I haven't been golfing once yet, which is terrible.
1: Dang. I mean, I usually don't do anything, but before the pandemic started, I was hoping to get into um, playing more sports and stuff. So I was hoping that that would at least be uh, available this year. But yeah, it just doesn't look like it. Yeah. You're not allowed to play golf, the most socially distanced sport
0: in existence, probably. <laughs>
1: yeah probably to be honest i i mean like like even tennis at least you have the you like you touch the ball right so like there is that sort of somewhat interaction but yeah no it's yeah it's it's crazy
0: yeah um it's terrible uh anyways (laughs) um so let's uh so let's get into the beef of the show which we kind of already mentioned we're going to go more into detail about the leafs it's a it's a five-game winning streak now.
1: Yeah, yeah, five-game winning streak. Like right five? off the back. Of- I thought it was four. Uh no, I'm no, it's five. Sure it it's it's five, five. It's five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just pulled against Winnipeg,
0: two that. against Vancouver, and one against Montreal.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like we both kind of talked about it, right? That you know, like like they were kind of dominating that five-game losing streak that they literally just had before the start of this winning streak. Um, like, they were pretty much dominating most games, if not all of them. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not that insane, um, you know, that they would come back and win a bunch of games. But it, it's, it's nice to see, you know, it, it is just kind of a massive change in st- – It feels like everything's back to normal now. You know, there isn't as much antagonism amongst Leaf fans, especially on Twitter. You're not, you know, getting into Twitter spats every day about, no, we need to trade this guy in the offseason. We need to, you know, no, it's Campbell's net or no, it's Hutchinson's net or whatever. Can't believe
0: that was a debate at one point (laughs) that was going to be a starter.
1: Oh, I know. He, uh... (laughs) I know. Yeah, like Campbell had like those what two or three games where he was a little shaky and everyone just dropped all confidence in Now it, what he hasn't allowed more than one goal in how many games now? I think what three or four?
0: Yeah, well cuz the Montreal game they only allowed one goal, right?
1: Yeah, and the Winnipeg then, game before that
0: and both Vancouver games, no. Yeah. Wow! No, 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 no. Redditch was a net for one of the Vancouver games. Oh, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, anyways, it was. Yeah. Anyways, the one, the one on Saturday, he only allowed one goal too. So he had three straight games, only giving up one goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, so so I think he's kind of stopped all the all any sort of doubt, really, that um, mm-hmm. that this is his net at least to lose.
0: I think he stopped um, telling him himself that he's the only one to blame for all the losses. <laughs>
1: oh yeah yeah that's crazy like it is really weird how much mental health I guess like affects goaltenders um, because yeah that definitely does seem to have played a factor you're right actually thinking about it mm-hmm.
0: yeah the goalie is is such a tough position like I have a buddy who played goalie um, mm-hmm. fairly high up and he said that he said they call mental like every time I talk to him
1: yeah and I mean, like, you kind of have to be right. Cause like, I think more than every other, like, like the games vary, right. Obviously, you know, even if you're a skater, right. You know, you can't force, you know, that you're going to score like Austin Matthews can't be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to score three goals this game. 100%, you know, just in the same way that the goalie can't be like, I'm I mean, gonna Austin, Matthews is, shot.
0: Austin Matthews but, is good enough to just be like, I'm going to score two <laughs> goals today and he'll do
1: it. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. That is Very true. I mean, he's a 10 goal lead now on the second place guy.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. We can get into that just after, but I mean, so it definitely does make sense um, that Campbell was kind of streaky there, um, especially given, you know, what we know about his backstory and stuff like that. Um, Him kind of having that major struggles with his uh, mental health, um, which kind of led to him, you know, not really living up to the like, 10th or 11th overall hype. Mm-hmm.
0: You got yeah. picked higher up than Askarov, no?
1: I think so, yeah. I think Campbell was 10th, and I think Askarov was 11th. Or am I mixing them up? One of the two. They were one of mm-hmm. the two. They're in that range. Um But yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at Askarov, right? Like, if five years from now, Askarov is sitting in the AHL. It's, like, people are going to call that a failure, so. Yeah. A lot of hype for him.
0: hmm It's crazy what, like, goalies go through, through the development. I feel like it takes them so long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it definitely does, right? Look at Joseph Wool. He was drafted the same year as Austin Matthews, and he hasn't even touched the NHL. He hasn't even come close to touching the NHL. Well,
0: there was a couple games this year between... Like where where he was sitting on the bench, oh, as backup. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But, but if
0: you had to go in and
1: play a game, yikes. Yeah, yeah. It would have been really horrifying. And I mean, and, and even then, right? There was like ex, there was sort of different circumstances outside, right? It wasn't because of his play that they were like, yeah, let's you know give you the option to possibly well, that's play. Because in the literally
0: game. everybody was injured.
1: Yeah. Yeah, our two number 1 and number 2 goalie were injured and our number 3 goalie got picked up off waivers. So Yeah. Uh Yeah, uh, there was definitely
0: a big storyline in these last uh, two games. If I don't know if you want to touch on it about the, the quote-unquote code in in hockey. Um a certain fan base on Twitter was very up in arms about it. Uh, uh I don't know if you want to take it from here, but yeah, the whole Simmons fighting, um, uh, Alex Edler, Edler thing.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, well, basically you, you, you kind of guess got to go back about a week or so, um, to get the full context. Uh, obviously Alex Edler had that pretty big hit on Zach Hyman or not even big hit, but that pretty, um, it's a big storyline, I guess, um, with the, uh, the knee, um, took out Hyman for, I think he's out for about a month. Um, so, I mean, he took him out for quite a, or he's taken now, get, he's gonna take him out for quite a while, uh, because of that hit. And, um. You know, so I mean, obviously that kind of had some tensions. You know, Edler was suspended for a couple of games, and for some reason, I guess Canuck fans just have just started watching hockey this year and uh, didn't realize that uh, a lot of times um, that's not really enough. Like a team usually likes to get you know their their sort of licks in um, on a player, especially who injures someone as important as Hyman. Um, so yeah, I mean, so then yeah, so then basically. So, Edler hit Hyman, need him, um, and messed up uh, Zach Hyman's knee the one that he had surgery on about a year and a bit ago. Um, And then Simmons ended up fighting him in the next game they played, and that pretty much squashed it until, obviously, the Twitter beef. Yeah, but... It's Twitter beef, right? Um yeah. What I
0: don't understand is why so many people had an issue with this. Like this has been a thing in hockey for what? Would I be exaggerating if I said it's been a thing in hockey for a hundred years? Probably not. Um, yeah.
1: No. <laughs> no, I don't think at all.
0: Yeah. Like it's, it, it, it's crazy that like people were like so surprised by it. Like at the, like the way that code, like I think Kevin BX uh, actually did a really good job of explaining it during mm. the, uh, was was it the pregame or during one of the intermissions? He basically yeah. said that, like, that ironically, as ironic as it as it is, uh, Simmons fighting Edler, like, kind of squash the beef and also like put a stop to any like nonsense that would have happened during the game. And like, like you wouldn't have anybody like trying to throw a cheap shot after that. Like if, if Edler like didn't take Simmons offer to do that, then, then, then Simmons might've been like, okay, fine. I'm going to go after one of your guys. then if you don't want to be a, if you don't want to stick up for your actions, then I'm going after someone else. You had your chance to stop me from doing that kind of thing. So like, like it was expected. Everybody knew the second Simmons went on the ice and saw Edler in the corner there, that it was going to, that the fight was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I don't know. Like, I don't know what they were like. The whole argument is that oh, Edler hasn't he had zero career fights going into that. <laughs> but like, I'm pretty sure like if Austin Matthews threw a bad hit like that, he, he'd have to drop the gloves with someone and take his licks too and like and like as a hockey fan I'd and as a Leafs fan I'd hate that but as a but like as a hockey fan I understand why he'd have to do that
1: yeah yeah exactly and I mean y- you and me are pretty probably both like in at least in terms of hockey like relatively progressive and the way that we think about the game and stuff you know we're not you know talk, they were, we're not your uncle right who's you know no. sitting there oh we gotta you know oh, you gotta you know have Colt or out there you know sticking up you gotta have Colt nor out there you know with a you know stick it up frost and Matthews skating out there on the same line as him you know trying to was protect ridiculous. anybody there's a oh, time yeah.
0: where like Ty domi was on mat and Dean's
1: wing <laughs> Oh jeez, and he probably oh, shouldn't have even God. left like, the fourth line. And then, like, I don't even think those were like the bad Leafs teams either. Like, those no, were that team like made Leafs the team. <laughs> that team made the conference finals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my jeez! Like how yeah. this see this, this is why I'm saying Matt Sundin was actually underrated. He had to carry around Ty Domi on his wing, and they made the conference finals.
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely is. Uh, Matt Sundin is like other than I th- I'd say, I, I know it's probably premature, um, but I think most people would probably agree that Austin Matthews is the best leaf, but you know, Matt Sandine is like a very close second. Um, like he was insane. Just, just given what he had around him, like the best player he ever played with was like a 30 year old Alexander Mogilny. <laughs> like, um, you know, like, like we're not talking about, you know, the young one. Who, I mean, like, he had like, like some decent, goals.
0: like there are some decent players on those leaf teams, but like, mm-hmm. like, uh, I I can't believe the year after Sundin left, then they go, okay, I should get a winger now. And they get Phil Kessel. (laughs) Could you you imagine Kessel playing on Sundin's wing?
1: Oh my God. That would have been amazing. Like, I, I remember always thinking about that as a, as a, like we went through what a decade plus of Matt Sundin, you know, with a like number Nick one like, being the number like one center and Alexei Ponikarovsky on his wings. Yeah. No, like number one winger, like, you know, top line level winger. And then the next year, like the, 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 there was a nice little grace period in between where the team was just crap. Our best player was like Jason Blake. And then we have Phil Kessel and the best centerman we can get him is Tyler Bozak.
0: Tyler Bozak's not a bad centerman, but you don't want him as your top line center.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Like he's he, like, like, he'd easily be the third best center on this team right now. Yeah. So it's just, and I, I mean, you know, it's a little different, right? Like we have uh, Austin Matthews and John Taveras. Like it's not like, you know, we got two kind of no name guys in there. But I mean, you know, Tyler Bozak was even probably then the second or third best center on that team. Um, but they just had good chemistry. But, yeah, no, it, it is crazy. And I would have loved to even just see one year of Matt Sandin and Phil Castle. That would yeah. have been amazing.
0: Yeah, that would have been, that would have been so sick. Anyways, kind of went away from the point we were trying to make about, about the code and stuff. But like, yeah. <laughs> another thing that I found weird is how like upset Canucks Twitter was about it too. Like, mm-hmm. especially given that, like, um, um, what's the, what's the Canucks coach name again? Green. um, Uh, Travis Green. Yeah. Travis Green. I forgot his first name. Uh, Yeah. Like Travis Green was like asked like outright after the game was asked, like, did you have an issue with it? And he literally straight up just said, no. And like, and like a few of the other players were asked about it too. And they were basically like, like, no, like we knew it was, it's a thing that he had to settle. Like, it's See, so it's something that's, like, understood. It's not like Simmons jumped him either. Simmons, like, didn't drop mm-hmm. the gloves until Simmons, until Edler dropped his. He didn't throw. the Like, Edler went to the ice, and he just put his hands up and stopped punching. Like, it's not like he was, like, bawling him or anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And, like, that's the thing, too, is even in the fight, like, it's not like he went hard on him. It's not like he, like, you know, just went you know like like incredible rage on him like he literally just it was just kind of like a run of the bill fight and i mean simmons obviously won it i guess but like mm. you know it, it wasn't a crazy fight or anything it wasn't it chara versus brian mccabe yeah yeah i don't even think edler even had a like a you know like a cut or anything
0: uh, i think he did or it was bruised Oh, did he? badly badly but oh crap my bad <laughs> but like you know simmons got one like punch really good on under his eye and, mm-hmm. and on the cheek but like yeah but like like i said like it was nothing like that excessive like he yeah fell to the ice mm-hmm. fell to, he fell to the ice put his arms up didn't throw the the extra punch that you usually see and like happen and stuff no he backed off right away and then that was the yeah. end of it that was it
1: yeah, and, Simmons, and and I mean Simmons oh, is like
0: yeah, just like Simmons like knows like the etiquette and stuff. Like he's been around the league for so long and like in that kind of position before, so like he knows what's expected of him. And I think he handled
1: it fine. Yeah, and I mean after that, there was nothing. There was no cheap shots. There was no. There wasn't even really like big hits or anything. It was like squashed. it wasn't like a yeah. It, 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 there was no there was no bad blood at all or anything between the teams. So it it was really weird to get on Twitter like an hour after the game and, you know, just see Canucks fans just losing their minds acting Mm -hmm. like, you know, he, and I mean, another thing too, is like people like almost made it sound like Edler was like this old delicate man. And it's like, he's like two years older than Wayne Simmons. (laughs) Like he's, he's not much older. Like, you know, like they're both like old, over thirty. You know, they both got into a like. It's not like you know.
0: It's not I like he know. went after like Quinn Hughes.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. And like, and like that would be different. That that that'd be much different than like what happened here. I mean, what happened here was Edler answered the bell, and I think
0: even Edler it. knew that he had to take his licks. Like, yeah. there's no way Edler went into the game and was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have to face anything."
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. And I actually, to your point about Kevin Bieksa, um, didn't he mention that like he had texted with Edler and Edler seemed like fine with it. Like he seemed like if anything, kind of like, Oh, I just got to do my first fight type thing. Like he didn't seem to have a big issue with it at all.
0: Yeah. I didn't hear that part about Biexa texting him. I know that they were teammates and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, like Edler's been around the game like for so long. He had to know that it was coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I mean, I will say like the only olive branch I will extend in this whole conversation was all the people I I might've, you know, in the aftermath, like last episode, uh, what I was kind of like, you know, or a couple episodes ago and I was kind of mad about it, but you know, like, like there's not a, there's not a goon, you know, there were some people who do try to like bring out, you know, the, the history. Right. And I mean, Believe me, like he's not like a perfectly clean, one hundred percent, never been penalized, anything like that type of player. But you know, like so, so I will extend that all of branch to Canucks fans. That you know, we we do understand that Edler isn't like, you know, I I don't even think it was intentional. The injury is more what I'm getting at.
0: Yeah, like I saw a lot of people saying that, like that, like he's not a dirty player, and like I don't think any, um, what's the word I'm looking for, any, um reasonable leafs fan knows that edler isn't a dirty player like he doesn't Mm -hmm. have much of a history at all you play in the league for so long you're gonna have some stuff on your record and stuff like but like but yeah like he hasn't done like he's not he's not a dirty
1: player yeah exactly like so i mean i don't know for me like i didn't have a big deal about it it was just really weird that there was those and i mean There was one guy in particular, right, Mr. Booth, um, who's kind of known as, like, a Twitter troll uh, on Canucks Twitter, who, you know, he went around and he kind of... Where I kind of got into this, too, with a couple people was... um,
0: You're you're brave, man. Like, (laughs) I I, I stay away from, like, all this shit. Because, like, like, you're not going to... If somebody hates the Leafs, like, no matter what you say, you're not going to change their mind. And, like, I see you there, like, 20... 20 responses in still trying to like (laughs) prove your point. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm just like, God, God bless this
1: man. Like, like, so, so naive.
0: I almost think
1: (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I just believe like my whole thing, when I get into those sort of interactions and I'll, I'll get into that, like exactly what it was in a sec, but it's basically like, uh, I forget the exact phrase, but it's basically like, you know, 40, 40, 20, or something like that, like 40% of, you know, people, whether it be your audience or whatever, 40% of people, you know, in general, are just are going to agree with you, 40% are going to disagree with you, no matter what, and then 20%, you know, is kind of on the fence, and like, I'd, I always try to, you know, I try to win pretty much, uh, win over the twenty percent. Um, like that's the best I try to do um, in like any sort of argument about anything. Um, and so I try to be relatively reasonable, but. Yeah, no, I, I ended up getting to a Twitter, be- or Twitter, not beef, but, you know, Twitter argument with people about, um, because Mr. Booth had retweeted, uh, here's your replays uh, tweet showing from January, showing Austin Matthews colliding kind of awkwardly with Josh Anderson, um, trying to insinuate, I guess, that Matthews need him, um, like knee on knee hit, you know, when i don't know to me at least that that looked like two guys
0: trying to get out of the way of each other and just didn't have enough time to do so
1: yeah exactly and i I mean yeah that's pretty much it like you know there's just well to me actually i will be honest like it did kind of look like matthews was gonna hit him but like you know like anderson moved out of the way but 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 it didn't look you know it's not like math matthews didn't matthews didn't um
0: what do you call him? He didn't like stick out his knee like mm-hmm. last minute, like what Edler did. It was like, yeah, it was like Anderson trying to avoid it in the process, just going into his knee.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing basically is I retweeted that tweet um, and said, you know, Yes, the, you know, it is because inter- Mr. Booth put interesting uh, when he retweeted it. And I retweeted that and said, it is interesting. Both Edler and Anderson extended out their knee going into the hit. Um because if you look at the hit and if you looked at the video, um, Anderson, like his knee, he's moving, right? But his knee is kind of kept back. Like, I don't think, once again, I don't think it's intentional. I tried to say this to these guys multiple times, but I do not think it was intentional. But his knee was extended out pretty far from his body. You know, just from the way he was moving, right? He was trying to get out of the way. You know, he slid, kind of kept his knee back a little bit, just the way his body was positioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matthews unintentionally, his knee hit his thigh. Yeah. I, I mean, right there, completely different than the Edler hit. Because Edler, you know, and Matthews, the big difference here with between Matthews and Edler's actions is Hyman tried to get around Edler, and Edler stuck out his knee to catch Hyman, you know, and then ended up hitting his knee, obviously. Right. And Matthews didn't do that. He initiated to try and go in, I think like and hit him or something like that. But Edler, you know, move or Anderson moved last second and he ended up hitting his knee, ended up hitting his thigh. And yeah. And people were trying to basically just say that Matthews was dirty and Matthews has to answer for that hit, Um, which was really dumb to me. The fact that you have to, (laughs) what game are we in? Like game 50, yeah, the
0: fact that you have to go back to the first game of a fifty-game season to find something, like literally the slightest bit of thing to like point bring up as your evidence is like, yeah, it's like it's like, hey, okay, uh, you don't have a point then if that's the case.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, that's kind of the thing, right? It's just, in it, it, honestly, like where I'll put leave it at is that the league. And the refs on the ice thought the Edler hit was dirty, uh, whether you know intentional or not, whatever. They thought it was dirty enough and bad enough that it required a two-game suspension. And, a and game the Leafs never
0: enough. get like a um, guys suspended.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before no, this personal,
0: season, like it was mm-hmm. Jimmy VC who got crosschecked in the face by Archibald. Was it Archibald? Uh after, yes, I think wait, so. Yeah, after Oilers game the after the horn. mm Hmm. And then it was this, and before that, you have to go back to like twenty thirteen. When... It was on Grabowski. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, wasn't that the?
0: Yeah, I think it was on Grabowski. I'm pretty sure that was the yeah. last time before this season that that somebody got suspended for doing something about the, against the Leafs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, it's not like you know, and I know every every time anything happens to Toronto, you know, every time. Uh, anytime anything happens, you know, when Leafs get a goal, whatever, it's some sort of conspiracy, but, um, you know, and I I did see people trying to bring that up as well, weirdly enough, that like the Leafs always get calls and stuff, but they don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, but yeah, so basically uh, I'm going to leave that at, you know, the Leafs or the league and the refs clearly thought the other hit was bad and the Matthews hit was not. It was not ever given at that, all that I did not
0: paper. know that this Matthew said even existed, me neither <laughs> until like yesterday or the day before.
1: Mm-hmm. It just
0: tells you what you need to know,
1: yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> um, was there any other topics you had?
0: Um, I know you wanted to, um, we we'll save playoff talk for a future episode uh, when we do a playoff preview, I guess. Um, or did you want to talk about... We already did talk about it last week, I guess, with, uh, with the emergence of Sandine. We already covered that last week. Um, uh, you wanted to talk about the Marlies.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Um, I
0: don't... For just for... Uh, Um, full disclosure here. I don't watch the Marlies as closely or as much as, um, as Gord does. I know Gord, a big prospect guy, I keep tabs on the prospects, but I'm not like not, not, not to the extent that Gord does. So uh, uh, this is basically Gord's time to shine.
1: And I'm not even that crazy into it. Um, Like like, I just don't watch enough, but I I do definitely like keep tabs. Um, But Yeah, so basically, I watched the Marlies game today, and it is a gong show, to say the least. Like, it is so, so terrible. Oh, my God. They looked exactly like the uh the Babcock air reliefs. I was telling Joey this before, um, where they would force stretch passes down the ice, like from their own zone all the way across the neutral zone. They'd like just try and force stretch passes one after another after another after another after another. I I watched, you know, a good portion of the first um and a good and the entire second and most of the third. And for most of that time they were just forcing stretch passes and they were it was constantly leading to icing calls or um they were giving up possession and things like that. It was just it was Icing so terrible. Calls.
0: The Nikita Zaitsev special. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, literally. And this sort of you know the Babcock leafs right? Like it just him and Polak, you know, just firing shots off just, the glass, uh, you know, down just the see, ice. You have the
0: slightest bit of pressure and just, oh shit, what do
1: I do? Uh, just fire it down the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Oh, that, that was literally exactly like what it felt like. It felt like mm-hmm. I was just, I was taken right back to 2017, 2018, you know, just watching, you know, a right side of Ron Hainsey, uh Nikita Zaitsev, Roman Polak, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's it was crazy so that terrible. there was a
0: point. Like at least right side of defense was so bad last season that we were like shit. We shouldn't have gotten rid of Ron Hainsey.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that that was, yeah. I mean, well, because especially because we had those big injuries to Riley and Muzzin. It just it, it like really ruined everything. But yeah, man, we should have we we should have kept Ron Hainsey last year. I'll say it. We should have and
0: then he comes and scores against the leafs in literally the first game against them
1: isn't that the thing though doesn't that always happen it, it, it's it's uh it's written into the script oh speaking of that i was so amazed vc wanted to score so bad this past weekend oh my goodness yesterday he was just all over i 100% thought he was going to score Oh yeah, he had
0: those like two chances, like right, like in the first like five ten minutes of the game.
1: Yeah, I, I and mean, I mean even after that, like it felt like you just heard his name all the time around the net and like with the puck and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I I know, I know there was one time I think uh, were they on the power play where uh, VC got like he got like like a really like just prime opportunity and he just fired it over the net.
0: <laughs> yeah, just completely missed. They're like, oh yeah, your name is Jimmy VC. So,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, thank God we have Alex Ovechkiniac. But, anyways, yeah, the Marlies. Oh my lord. So, I I'll be honest. I was watching today specifically for Nick Robertson, Miko Kokenen, and Philip Crawl. Those are, uh, I'd say, probably the three biggest Leafs prospects on the Marlies. At least that were playing today. Um, you know, obviously have SDA and stuff like that outside of that, but it was so terrible. I was just so annoyed. I I genuinely, and I, I, they got to get rid of Greg Moore, man. Like, like, I don't know what it is, but ever since the moment he stepped in, you know, as the head coach there, they've just fallen off completely. Like, like, cause you remember, right? Like, like, I know you said you don't follow the Marlies very closely, but I mean, you remember, right? Like hearing about them under Sheldon Keefe, like they were a powerhouse all the yeah, time. Yeah, they I mean, were like they
0: unstoppable, like.
1: Yeah, and they freaking won the Calder Cup, um, like in 2018. And I mean, to be fair, they did have like probably NHL ready talent in like Travis Dermott, Andreas Janssen, Kasperi Kappen, and guys like that. But no, it's, just, it, it's crazy to see how much they've fallen off and they really got a... I don't know, like, like, I know it doesn't matter as much um, as the Leafs do, but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's really necessary to have a good pipeline to your team, especially if you want to con- consistently be a contender. So, I don't know. For me, I, I was just, I just want to bring that up because it's just, for anyone who hasn't really been paying attention, they're, uh, they're 20th in the league overall. So, I just kind of wanted to mention that because... Yeah, it's... It's, it's relevant, like you want you want
0: your young players to be brought up in a winning environment, right? So they can bring that up mm-hmm. to the up to the big leagues. Like you don't want to just have like a minor league system You just kind of abandoned just because like all you care about is is that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing too is uh, I, I one of the reasons why I kept bringing up the fact that they were stretch passing and it looked like a Babcock type system is that it's nothing like how the Leafs play like in one of the calling cards of a lot of the big, you know, teams that have been relevant for decade plus, right. Is, you know, that they're, they're able to, and then Steve Dangle, I know has brought this up before um, on the Steve Dangle podcast uh, is that, you know, you, Pittsburgh is able to bring Mark Donk, right? I think acting the fool and made that name. Uh, They're able to bring in Mark Donk, you know, a random no name, whoever the heck from, you know, played college three years ago, has been playing in the AHL for a couple of years. And they're they're able to just plug him into the Mm line. Like if they have an injury, they're able to just plug and play whoever into their lineup. And based on the system, like it just doesn't look like the Leafs can do that. Like it doesn't look like the Leafs are close to hitting that. And I think they should. I, I think they really should um, do something with their AHL team uh, in the off season because it's a travesty to say the least.
0: Yeah, it's like like I said. Like you know more about the Marlies mm-hmm. than than I do, but yeah, like you don't want like that team to be struggling. You don't want them to bring these bad habits up with them when when you think that they're that they're NHL ready you don't want like you want them to be raised like you want them to just learn the systems as you would want it um Mm -hmm. or at least keep the systems like pretty similar because i know that they're different coaches and stuff and they might not be also like in sync with everything
1: yeah oh for sure and i mean but that was the crazy thing too is greg moore was brought in as this guy um the marley's head coach was brought in as this guy who you know had played with or not played. He'd coached with the Chicago Steel, uh, which is a pretty big program in the USHL, and mm-hmm. he was supposed to be able to, you know, like he he, he was behind the bench for the with the Leafs uh, for I know a few games with Keith and stuff. I think um, when Keith kind of got brought in, just to kind of you know, and then it was kind of billed almost as you know, oh, he's just learning some things, blah blah blah. You know, course, sort of seeing how they run things in a professional organization, things like that. And you'd think that it'd be like you know, they would have gotten that opportunity to talk about how they want to play and things like that. But yeah, I, I mean, it just, it looks completely different and it's just, it's really weird too. Cause the Marlies like, they don't have a bad team either. Like on paper, they look like one of the better teams, um, in the, or they should be at least in the AHL, like Nick Robertson's by most accounts, borderline NHL ready. Um, and you got some other really high and highly skilled players, but they just, mm-hmm. for some reason, just can't put it together. Um, yeah. But yeah. That's pretty much it for Marley's stuff. I know that's probably boring to some people, but I, I just, I felt like I needed to say it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking last week about the Habs potentially missing the playoffs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, man. Man has that ship sailed? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely not happening. <laughs> it's not even like the Habs have been like that great. It's just that Calgary just like decided to stop winning again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> it's, oh man, like there, like there's no way. And and it kind of sucks, but I mean, it is good too. Right. That we're going to be able to play the Habs. I, I, I wouldn't hate playing the Habs in the first round. But... It's a good matchup for us.
0: <laughs> yeah. The Leafs. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, I see it, like, being no more than five games.
1: hmm I mean, one other storyline, too, to look at is uh, Winnipeg has 57 points in 50 games. Montreal, 55 and 50. So there is a real possibility, too, that we could play one of either Montreal or, Win- or Winnipeg um, in, in the first round, too.
0: That would be fun because I just want to see Joel Thornton getting Eeler's head for, like, <laughs> like however many games straight that the series lasts, like literally just like get in the head of their best player.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean that would be really cool. But I'll be honest, I am a little worried about Connor Hellebuck standing on his head for four games and capturing mm-hmm. them. You know, uh, you know, you know, you know. It hasn't the, looked uh, the the that
0: great over the last couple of weeks, but oh, it's yeah, for Connor sure. Hellebuck. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly right. It's one of those big things, and I mean, right now they're on a six-game losing streak too. So I mean, cl- clearly we we screwed them up. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah,
0: this has been on yeah, a downfall. There, it seems like it seems like the room is pretty split on Paul Maurice right now too, and all that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in Winnipeg, like especially earlier this season, all the stuff that came out after the Line A trade and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, right. And I mean, and the like, fact that they had to trade away this player who was the second overall pick a few years before,
0: and they had to like
1: all that stuff came out
0: about Wheeler and like his leadership style and all that. Like, it's pretty concerning mm-hmm. stuff. It doesn't surprise me that they haven't really lived up to expectations with a with a locker room like that. If if those if that's true,
1: yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And and it definitely seems like uh, like it's really kind of like um clicky you know
0: yeah by the sounds of it a lot of cliques yeah yeah like i feel like um they all kind of just like it sounds like they all kind of like ostracized um patrick lining and were just like thought he was just weird or whatever and they didn't like the fact that that he liked to play video games (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is so weird like what like 22 year old kid doesn't want to play video games
1: yeah right like i don't know and i mean the the like, like, I don't know. It, it didn't make sense. Cause he was producing too. Like he produced, like, I mean, yeah, he had a, those couple down years, but his down years, quote, still unquote, got 30 goals. Yeah. Yeah. he was still like one of the more elite goal scorers in the NHL. <laughs> uh, like, it's just, it's crazy. And I mean, now though, in, uh, in Columbus, he isn't doing too well either, but I mean, John Tortorella just
0: expects him to like be a two way forward for whatever reason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Expects to turn into Milan Lucic or whatever, just a prime, you know, power yeah. forward.
0: Which is like, uh, this is a guy you just feed the puck to.
1: Yeah, literally, and uh, I don't know, I don't get it. Like, like there's a small part of me, I'll be honest, and it's very leafy of me, but I would love the least just get him while his price is low, and just, oh man, I don't know, I feel like we could get him to be like a fifty-plus goal scorer. That would
0: be so funny!
1: Oh, oh my God! Imagine yeah, him playing on Matthews's wing. Oh God! Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, you have a top line of like my name, Matthews Marner. Yeah. Oh, oh my God!
0: <laughs> and then <sighs> you have a curf- second line like you bring back like and you either have like Galchenyuk or Kerfoot with Tavares and Nylander. <laughs> oh yeah, and then on the third line you'd
1: have like Hyman, whoever, and McKay. Oh no,
0: Robertson would be on that second line.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, you have Robertson the third line. Uh, what it what like Mikheyev, uh or no Hyman, Kerfoot, McKeever? Like that'd be insane.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god! Got, like a fourth line of Spezza with his
1: merry men. <laughs> yeah, whoever Adam Brooks and yeah whoever else. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that'd be insane. But yeah, sorry, I keep derailing. <laughs> I was talking (laughs) to
0: a, to a friend today and like, he's mm -hmm. like, can you name a better league minimum player right now than, than, than Jason Spezza? (laughs) No, I I can't. I don't even know who else is making league minimum, but that's probably because they're not as good as Jason Spezza.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, like like, that, that is insane too. And it's crazy too that he's making league minimum and he was the one who kind of spearheaded to, to pay the Marley's. Yeah. Um,
0: what was it? I don't know, like all the context behind that. Was it just, um, it was just like they're pulling money together because a lot of like the players were like barely making a livable rate, a, a livable wage this season because of the, of the shortened season and all that. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, ML, and like a lot of people kind of when it, when that first came out, you know, kind of crapped on MLSE, but MLSC literally couldn't like they like they would.
0: They would be violating like, like a bunch of rules and stuff if they mm-hmm. if, if they just started giving them like the players more money and shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If they topped up like bonuses or something like that. Like, yeah, they'd be viol- violating something. And so, I mean, Jason Spezza and a bunch of the players, you know, just kind of gifted the money. Yeah. Um,
0: well, it was more for the players just on AHL deals, no?
1: Yeah, yeah, the a- the Marlies specifically, yeah. Yeah, a- yeah, the AHL team.
0: Yeah, but like, I know there's players on the Marlies who are making like two-way money, so like they can, who aren't oh, really the ones yeah. that are struggling, but the ones that are just specifically on AHL deals, I think is yeah. more who was geared towards, because they're only playing like, how many, they're not even playing half a season. Yeah no like if yeah they're prorated and stuff they're they're not making much at all.
1: Yeah no not at all so I mean a really nice thing there and yeah I mean it, yeah it is crazy Jason Spezza we're so lucky to have him here mm-hmm. holy
0: I I still remember when I went to go watch the Leafs game in Buffalo we were staying in the same hotel that the Leafs players and staff were playing were were staying in mm-hmm. so like. When we first got there, to check in, we just see Frederick Anderson walk by us. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and then my friend tried God. to say hi and got yelled at by security. Uh, <laughs> Jeez! But then, uh, yeah. But and then uh, we were. But there's a Tim Hortons at the ground at the bottom of the hotel. We went to go grab a coffee, mm-hmm. like in like maybe like three thirty, four o'clock or whatever. And I think the team was getting ready to go to the <laughs> arena, which is literally next door. <laughs> and then you just see like. We were waiting for an elevator down there to go back up. The elevator opens. You see Jason Spetsa chilling in there, just like, just like walking out. <laughs>
1: Jeez, that and he's would like, be
0: and then like we saw him. Like nobody knew what to do. We're all like, oh shit! Hey Spets. <laughs> <laughs> he's he just he had like his signature smile on his face. It was like, hey guys, how's it going? And then just went on his merry way.
1: <laughs> Dang, did you get to hear him laugh? No. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That sucks, but, I mean, yeah, no, that that's so cool, though. Like, it does kind of suck I a mean, bit about the security, but it's just, it's crazy. Like, like I feel like he's one of those really underrated players from, like, when we were kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's just, like, he was insane for years. I find
0: it so crazy that, like, Adam Brooks right now was born, mm-hmm. and he was born in 1996, He's playing on a line with Thornton and Spezza. This guy grew up watching, like literally spent his whole life that he could probably remember watching Spezza and Thornton on the ice. (laughs) Like probably like, like not really idolizing them. Maybe not. Maybe he was, (laughs) I don't know. But like, just like looking at them and like at the peak of their NHL careers as he was like a a child and now he's playing on a line with them. That's ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah yeah no it's i mean it's insane yeah like they both ended up i think getting what having their debuts before he was what five or six spezza got drafted in 2001 so he would have been five yeah yeah so he would have been five then um and i mean thornton he probably doesn't remember watching
0: hockey yeah without them being in the league
1: yeah literally like that's insane Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, I mean, what what a lucky kid, right? He's living everyone's dream. I know. I, I want to be like be
0: roller skating shirtless with Joe Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I would love that. Uh, just one quick thing. Um, there's been some talk about this. Um, I saw somebody say on Twitter that the bruins general manager uh sweeney should be the gm of the year who, who do you have as favorited for that or who would be your top three being nominated uh, and you can you can disagree with what with the tweet i'm bringing up if you if you want to as well
1: well i think jim benning i think you gotta no i'm just kidding i think, jim uh, benning, I, I
0: think- yes yes <laughs> Oh GMO my God. It's crazy. Training. Like, I want to get his like skills into like persuading somebody that you're really good at something that you're actually terrible at. Like that, like that, yeah. that alone deserves like a level of respect.
1: Oh yeah. Right. Like, cause anyone with a set of eyes, you know, can look at the job he's done and just yeah, like, like, I feel like if anyone else was there, yeah. Anybody who knows, in a minute. anybody who knows the
0: slightest thing about asset management Mm-hmm. knows that like he's like literally the worst of it I don't even want everyone says oh yeah but he's a good draft I don't even want to give him credit for that because that's the scouting scout the scouting staff
1: yeah yeah no, exactly like he's just he's so terrible <laughs> and it's so crazy too because I mean like the Leafs literally handed them like good
0: like okay like bo- bottom six players that he would have signed for six million on the open market <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. Travis Boyd. Oh man.
0: Like, I feel like, like who, who who's that really bad signing that he had? Oh wow. There's a whole list. Louis of Erickson? Them. Um, no, like um, uh, who was the, like the more, the, the recent one from the two seasons ago, was it a, uh, it oh, was Beagle. Man. Oh, Beagle. Yeah. How much did he sign him for? Like four or 5 million? Uh,
1: 3 million. Three I million? think it's by three or four years though. For like a fourth line center.
0: I would like to see like the conversation like before he got offered that with his agent. Like Beagle with his agent is probably like like hey man, listen, you probably make like like maximum like two million, a million and a half though would be more realistic. So those are the type of deals I'm gonna be looking out for. And then Jim Benning comes in, I'm give you three million.
1: <laughs> it's just like <laughs> oh my god. It, like he's like, crazy. okay, uh sure, let's do it. <laughs> oh god, I Yeah, and it's crazy, right? Like, honestly, if I was an agent of any sort of, like, bottom six level talent, the first person I'm calling is Jim Benning. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to get a big payday from this guy.
0: I don't know how you, oh, my God, that's terrible. Like, that's why I don't like when people say that the Leafs are in cap hell, because the Leafs are at least paying good and capable players that yeah. amount of money. They're not giving six million dollars to Louis Erickson just because mm-hmm. fuck it, why not? <laughs> like there's yeah. like like they spend a lot of money on their on their top talent, which earns it and and has been like living up to it. And then they mm-hmm. and then like you have Kyle Dubis who's like doing a tremendous job of finding like ways to fill out that line with like good and useful players for cheap.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah, like kind of to your point, right? Like you can pay a Mitch Marner Ten and a half million dollars, or almost eleven million dollars, because even if it is a little bit of an overpay, and most people would say it's a little bit of an overpay, you know, he's going to give you value. But if you signed a Louis Erickson mixed with a Jay Beagle, a uh, who like a Brandon Sutter, I think is making like four and a half million dollars that's that's crazy, and like just and then throw on you know Tyler Myers and guys like that, like and then what you the and then you're forced to, you. to sign like
0: your actual good players like Brock Besser to like bridge deals because you can't afford <laughs> because you can't because you spent so much money on your bottom 6 who aren't even good players by the way. Mm, <laughs> like, you're spending like, you're spending so much money on that you can't afford to like lock up your actual good players for like so long.
1: Yeah, and I mean that kind of leads into uh you know, they're they're off, they're this past off season, right? They they had to let Tyler Toffoli go who they paid assets for at the deadline because they and he ran he, out he of he time. He was open to unquote. staying in,
0: in, in Vancouver.
1: Yeah, and I mean it's a pandemic. How do you run
0: I never understood that. Like, what else were you doing that you ran out of time? It's literally your job.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That was such the, the worst excuse. And like, oh, just, just on top of that, right? Like, he let his number one goalie go, you know, and, and that's fine. You know, like, they could survive that. But then they also let their top right-handed defenseman go. And then they let Tyler Toffoli go. You know, a, their second line right-wing. winger.
0: That became like, a big for them, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. And a guy who you know, if if you have a top line of J.T. Miller, Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, and then a second line of whoever you know, Niels Hoglander, Bo Horvat, and then Tyler Toffoli, like that's, that's a pretty a good, good top six. Yeah, that's
0: a pretty good top six.
1: Yeah, and, and and I will give him some slight, very slight credit. That Nate Schmidt deal or that Nate Schmidt like trade was pretty good. Um, I mean, they got a re- like a second pairing defenseman for like nothing
0: well yeah well they also caught a team that was desperate to move some cap Mm -hmm.
1: yeah but but i mean exactly right like that was really smart of them and Mm -hmm. everything else is just a broken clock and it's right twice a day (laughs) yeah yeah true i mean and and i think rachel dory too said it best you know you got stevie eiserman and Joe Sackick playing 3D chess, and then you have uh like Jim Benning quote. and Kevin Adams sticking uh macaroni noodles to construction. <laughs> yeah. paper. That's actually
0: like one of the best quotes <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. That's actually uh, yeah, like I was I remember listening to that in the car and I was actually like dying. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, it was so
1: amazing. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe that. I can't believe that that's like like this, and this is a like a, a a woman, you know, who worked in an NHL front office and she's saying this like she's not usually like pretty mask off, but that sort of stuff. But like, oh, man, it's it's insane. Yeah, that
0: That's so funny. Uh, but, yeah. Anyways. Wow. We really went off topic with that. Yeah. Sorry. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Any chance I get to crap all over Jim Benning is. Oh, to, it's always I'm gonna, a good I'm gonna time. gonna run with it.
0: It's always a good time to do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, uh, but but to answer the original question, which was who should win, uh, what is it, the Lou Marshall Award? Some, I don't know. No, I think that's, never mind. The Lou
0: uh,
1: Levero <laughs> Award for the best GM or GM of the year. Um, I don't know if he'll win it, but in, I'm going to get called biased, but I genuinely believe that Kyle Dubas should at the very least be in the running for it.
0: I think so, too.
1: Like, he's just from everything, like from the moment. I mean, you can talk about the Kadri trade, right? But we're talking about this year. We're talking just this year. I mean, after that Kadri deal, you know, like after that, after the season ended, he traded Kasperi Kapanen for – Two of our top t- or one probably our best prospect and our another one being in the top 10 somewhere, right? In Philip Hollander and got the pick to draft Rodion Amirov. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, he also got rid of Andreas Janssen for Josh Anderson, who has probably be on played- the team next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Rachel Dory, uh, funny enough to bring her back up, um, compared him to Blake Coleman like a young Blake Coleman, Mm -hmm. um, you know, which is essentially that Zach Hyman type. Yeah. And then after that, you know, his draft was amazing. Like by most scouts, you know, who follow even further than I do loved his draft. Um, and even after that, like the signings, he made Zach Bogosian, you know, a lot of people were kind of like, I I was shaking my head at that one. And then, Yeah
0: and it turns out you use him in the in in the right spot he's actually a pretty useful player
1: yeah and i mean the, the analytics too like even show it as well like not just the eye test like he's a really good player and yeah, maybe, you know they got him for 1 million dollars this is a lesson to uh, buffalo maybe don't put him in your top 4 yeah yeah right like I, I mean i don't know too many people hype up uh draft stock like even you know their pedigree um and then even after that, you got Wayne Simmons, who I'll be honest, I liked the player, but I didn't like the money. Like, I liked what they were going for with signing him, but I didn't like that they were paying him one and a half million. Like what I thought, you said
0: earlier, like you can afford to do that with the way Kyle Dubas can like fill in a roster.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this leads to, you know, uh, Joe Thornton came in for $750,000 or league men or whatever. Um mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he's Bringing back good.
0: Jason Spezza, trading for yeah. Foligno. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And the, signing TJ Brody. The project with Galchenyuk.
1: Yeah, yeah, which, I mean... <laughs> You know, a lot of people were kind of being like, oh, you know, Galchenyuk has kind of come back down to earth. But I think, what, in 20 games, he's at nine points now or something like that, or 21 games, nine points, somewhere in around there. That's not third
0: overall pick, but, like, that's, like, a useful NHLer, which Galchenyuk yeah. really was not for a few year, more than a few years.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? And, you know, I mean, that's almost half point a game pace, you mm-hmm. know? So if you can get a player for uh, a player... Who's not gonna ever make the NHL um, and an AHL guy?
0: That's you, pretty good. You really hated saying that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, oh, I love Igor Korshkov. But if you,
0: I, I think I was the one who who humbled you when that trade <laughs> happened, and I and I said that because you were like, I remember you were ripping on the trade, and I was like, buddy, they traded a maybe for somebody who is a no.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I mean, it was just the feelings, you know.
0: Even if he was, even if Korshkov is going to make the NHL, it was not going to happen with the Leafs.
1: Yeah, no, and I mean, you're probably right. Like they might have had a spot next year, but for, and then from what it sounds like too, it, like it's not, it's questionable whether or not Korshkov even ever wants to come back. So. It was a good and trade. Why not? Though, He's in overall,
0: Russia, probably close to his family, making a pretty penny there and like playing top six
1: minutes, I think too.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> some players, they uh, they see, they have that opportunity. They're not going to want to just give it away, just play <laughs> like a bottom six
1: role somewhere on the other side of the world. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I, it makes sense, but you know, still, right. Like th- That's a really good move. And, he just made a lot of those really smart decisions, even from, you know, back like trading, even though, you know, potentially, you know, at least at the time it looked like, oh yeah, the Leafs are probably going to lose that Andreas Janssen trade. You know, they probably, they trade away a player who's capable of, you know, hitting 40, 50 points for a guy who probably tops out as a third liner at most. Still. And who probably is still like a question mark
0: Mm -hmm. with all things considered.
1: Yeah. But I mean, Andreas Janssen has, Absolutely sucked this year. <laughs> so I mean, he is he, on a
0: bad team. So,
1: yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, he's been really bad this year. I think, like, he has the, less The player than 10 that, that hurt
0: more for me because I always saw a much bigger upside in Kapanen than I did Janssen. Like, mm. remember, there's the debate, like, oh, which one of these guys do you want to trade? I was always on the trade Janssen one and keep Kapanen. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, me neither. I uh, I mean, that, I, I think it was pretty good overall. Um, I mean, even the captains played pretty well, I will say, in Pittsburgh. 26 points in 36 games. I just looked it up. My dad saw um, that
0: stat line on, like, a broadcast somewhere where they said, like, oh, Captain has X amount of points and X amount of games. Yeah. And my dad, like, my dad's just, like, a casual fan. Oh. He's just, like, he's just, like... He's just like, oh wow! Of course, he's doing really good now that he's that that he got traded away from the Leafs. And I was like, Dad, he's playing on Sidney Crosby's line. And my dad's like, Oh yeah, never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I mean, cross like like it just kind of shows like in not to like crap on our best player, but it just kind of shows the difference, different level that Crosby is at. Right. Um, Cause I mean, he couldn't make it work with Tavares. He couldn't make it work with Matthews really. I mean, other than the year before uh, the Willie's contract year. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, good for him obviously, but it just, yeah, it wasn't going to happen with the Leafs. He wasn't breaking past William Nylander, or Mitch Marner. So mm-hmm. Yeah. But, that I mean, is. these are all really good trades. So, mm-hmm. I definitely think that Kyle Dubas should win, at very least, be in the running. Um, what do you think? Um, do you I
0: agree- agreed with you up from the top that I think yeah. it should be should be Dubas. Like, I wouldn't be upset if, like, Eisenman or Sakic won because they are Wizards. That I think that... That Mantha and Verona trade alone should should be like yeah like I'd, I'd give Yizerman to the uh, GM of the year just for that trade alone because that trade was just like like so elite of a trade like I can't even like describe it.
1: Yeah, no, that was next level. You got a player yeah. pretty much as good as well as picks like first rounder and, and like stuff.
0: he's eighteen months younger fits into their window more.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was a really good move.
0: Yeah, like, that's probably one of the best trades I've ever seen to be honest with you mm-hmm. like within my lifetime
1: yeah I mean people will point out you know something I mean, like Luke Shen oh, for JVR was pretty good too yeah but this is like I I mean it just looks like the the Red Wings are on their way to being you know a dynasty again so I yeah, mean, with if, it, they, if, they, if they're me, able to add that if you
0: give it a couple more years
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure they're, they're not like close like really but they're like a
0: they're couple of a lot closer way, right? than they were last year yeah yeah like I was sure. watching some of the Tampa Bay game they make playing in Tampa Bay and like they're, they're holding mm-hmm. their own
1: really I, I, I haven't looked outside the division to be honest
0: no this game was just on Sportsnet and like it actually oh. it wasn't a game that isn't the Leafs that wasn't blocked out so uh surprising yeah so I, I just was watching some of it and I'm like I'm like they're like they're Holding their own against
1: Tampa Bay. Jeez, I mean, yeah, it's definitely much better than last year. Last year they were like historically mm-hmm. bad. So, I mean, I yeah. that, that was for their benefit, though, and,
0: until they lost the draft, the, the draft lottery.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Detroit.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think that's all we got for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I forgot to bring this up at the top of the show. <laughs> Uh, follow us on Twitter at New Era Leafs and on Instagram as well and follow both of us on Twitter at JoeyConj98 and at RideThePine89 just to keep up with what's going on with us and the site and the podcast and all that and yeah any anything you want to say to people before this is done
1: um no no I'm all good
0: All right, we will see you next week. (laughs)